Donald Trump's legal team, Rudy Giuliani, have asserted a lot of things. They've presented some evidence at a recent press conference, and they're alleging what appears to be a centralized conspiracy, a plot to help Joe Biden. I don't know about all that, but I can tell you this. My brain hurts for one simple reason. There is evidence of fraud. There is evidence of impropriety. There is evidence that something happened in some places. But the mainstream media ignores it, says there's no evidence, mocks and ridicules Trump's legal team. And I just want to know what happened. Maybe it's not widespread systemic voter fraud that changed the election. Maybe Rudy Giuliani has truly lost the plot and there's no centralized plan of sorts. But there is evidence that weird stuff happened. And I just want the answers, man. But you're not going to get it because in this world, you either get we're the establishment and they're all crazy. Ignore them. And with Giuliani, you get centralized, widespread fraud. To be fair, I think it, it, it is a little over the top. Some of the things that Giuliani and, and some of Trump's legal team have pointed out. But it's if we go through the legal process, we can deal with any hyperbolic or eccentric claims while dealing with the fact that Giuliani did present evidence and the media just keeps qualifying this by saying, well, it's not widespread evidence. Look, I don't know what's happening. Maybe it really is Giuliani and Trump trying to just subvert the election. But then how do you account for the irregularities, the clerical errors across the board, the historic recount margins Trump has just gained? I'm sorry, man. I'm looking at too many coincidences to just be like, let's ignore this in Michigan. You had 71% of the, the voter books unbalanced, meaning there were the number of signatures to votes not in sync. This resulted in two Republicans saying they don't want to certify, then they certified, now they're saying they don't want to certify. In Georgia, they do a recount. And in three different counties, they discover a bunch of ballots that were never counted, which is unprecedented. All of these different outlets are saying a recount can only find a few hundred. They found 1,400. Now Giuliani has got more affidavits. We've got affidavits coming out of Georgia where one dude says he sees a whole bunch of uniform ballots that look machine printed. Do we ignore this? You don't have to think Giuliani is the smartest guy in the world and you don't have to like him for you to be like media. Do your job. They're not. They're mocking, berating, belittling. Now, listen, the difficulty here is that in order to fact check to the best of my abilities, I often cross reference different outlets and try and figure out what their sources are. But when so many outlets are ignoring and lying, I, I don't have them as a resource for fact checking. So some things it's just going to be a he said, she said. That's sad reality. And, and, and to be fair, maybe I need to start hiring some investigative reporters to do the actual work and figure out because the media is letting us down. And I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah, I should probably do that. But right now, when you have an affidavit, multiple affidavits, when you have hard evidence, when you have whistleblowers, like a circumstantial evidence, okay, then perhaps the media needs to be a bit more honest about what's going on and say something as simple as this. While Giuliani did present evidence of voter fraud in the form of an affidavit from a poll watcher, we have not yet reached the point where we can de definitively say one way or another. That's it. When you have a smoke alarm going off, that's circumstantial evidence. It's not the fire itself. And that means someone's got to go and check the building. Why is the media and the Democratic Party so adamant to ignore what we've seen so far? Probably because Giuliani might be right. 
or because they're just arrogant and they're and they're and they're elitists think they're smarter than you and they want to waste our time. I don't want to tell you, man. Let's read the news, see what Giuliani is alleging, and then I want to show you how the media is playing this. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate. If you would like to support my work, there are many ways you can give. The best thing you can do is share this video. Why? I am exasperated. Uh, Look, I can show you all of the mainstream media sources in the world that are misleading at best and outright wrong at worst. And if that's what you read, I mean, I'm talking to my friends and they're like, I'm not hearing anything about this. I said, did you hear what's going on in, in, in Wayne County, Michigan? This is crazy. You know, they don't want to certify them. They want to certify. I've not heard this. I just heard Joe Biden won. Yeah, because the media is not giving us a, an overview of what's really happening. So I'm not here to say Trump won. I'm not here to say Biden won. I'm just here to say I looked at all the sources. It's getting crazy out there. And if you think that my inability to actually draw a hard conclusion is beneficial to people because maybe that's what they need right now. Then please consider sharing this video. Don't forget, like, like, subscribe, share, notification bell, all that stuff. Here's the first story from the Daily Caller. And I chose this one because it's very light and very simple. Enough to overturn any election. Trump campaign holds press conference laying out their evidence of voter fraud. President Donald Trump's legal team held a press conference Thursday explaining the alleged evidence of voter fraud they believe would have impacted the results of the 2020 presidential election. The press conference was led by Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani, who is joined by Trump campaign lawyer Jenna Ellis, lawyer Sidney Powell, and lawyer Joe Diganova. Diganova. Giuliani explained that they believe there is direct evidence to show there was voter fraud in the presidential election. Giuliani specifically mentioned Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia throughout the presser. In the presser, Giuliani said, the evidence they have is enough to overturn any election. The recount in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again. Giuliani said about the recount effort in the state of Georgia. Trump's lawsuits thus far do not allege voter fraud on a large scale, large enough scale to flip a state. Now, the important thing is my understanding, Giuliani, Trump's legal team, they have alleged a lot of fraud. I think only one of their suits actually had to do deal with fraud. For the most part, it's constitutional arguments. Meaning in Pennsylvania specifically, they're saying that people were not treated equally as, as, as to how they voted. And thus, some people had their rights deprived. That's an attempt to get an injunction on certification. Now, many people have said, you've lost 25 lawsuits, Trump. Giuliani corrected this individual at the press conference saying, those are not our lawsuits. Giuliani said, we have three lawsuits right now. Those are other people who have filed. That's it. And I don't know about the exact numbers, but yes, it's true. Many non-Trump affiliated people have filed lawsuits challenging the results results of the election. They say during the presser, Giuliani also said there there is a pattern in the voting data that suggests a plan from a centralized place to commit voter fraud in Democrat run cities. Giuliani also said the Trump campaign will likely bring a lawsuit to Arizona. Just hours before the press conference, Trump's campaign withdrew a lawsuit trying to stop one of uh, stop the state of Michigan from certifying its election results Thursday. Giuliani said in a Thursday statement. So if you followed my earlier segment about Michigan, they withdrew their lawsuit because already two state canvassers refused to certify. They then, I guess, agreed to certify, but then later claimed they were under duress and they were being threatened and they were assured there'd be an audit. So now they're trying to rescind their their certification, but there's no legal mechanism in the Michigan system other than suppose the courts. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but 
It's now got to go to the state board, which is also my understanding, two Democrats, two Republicans, and very well may be the two Republicans at the state level say we will not certify Michigan's results because of the threats that came in in Wayne County. And we are not confident. Perhaps, perhaps not. A centralized plan, Giuliani says, maybe he's right, but this is getting just crazy. You know, I'll tell you this. If the media was honest and fair, I absolutely would think Giuliani was a crazy man who's lost his mind. And he can come out and say, there's a Democrat plot at centralized or doing all these things. And I'd be like, dude, please, Occam's razor, simple solutions. Here's the problem. Rudy Giuliani claims Trump campaign has found nationwide Democrat voter fraud conspiracy plot. Claims made by campaign continue to fail in court. Well, I don't think he was that direct about it. But if you want to frame it that way to make it look like he's a crackpot, perhaps that's what their plan is. But I will say, of course, Giuliani did say it seems to be from a centralized plan. I don't know if he specifically said it was from Democrats. When Giuliani was asked in the press conference, what does what is Joe Biden's involvement, Joe Biden's involvement? Giuliani said, I don't know what Joe Biden knows or doesn't know. And I'm not trying to be cute, like, you know, playing some game from a legal perspective. I don't know what Joe Biden does or doesn't know. Giuliani said that maybe Joe Biden is just kind of being, you know, pushed along as other people are dealing with this. So not necessarily a Democrat voter fraud conspiracy plot, but uh, thanks, Boston Herald, for giving us that point of view. In the end, the media has not been taking this seriously. And you've got 73 or so million people, maybe more now, who are very concerned about what we are hearing. Instead, what do we get? We get told to shut up. We get told it's unfounded, unsubstantiated, no evidence, but the things we see cannot just be thrown away. You have what, five or six affidavits in Georgia where even Democrats said this looks weird. What they're apparently alleging with the Georgia recount is that there were a bunch of ballots that were uniform and clean with no creases that were all for Joe Biden, and it looked like it was machine printed. Those are actual allegations from sworn statements. In fact, in one affidavit, the reason they're not releasing too many of these, but they've released some, is because these the, the lawyers for the Trump campaign got threatened into quitting. The two Republicans in Michigan who said this looks weird got threatened and harassed. And so they said, fine, fine, we'll certify. It's very obvious. Trump supporters and the people who are, who are engaging in this fight need to stop being scared. You know, it's really crazy. I love when you actually have some kind of crazy conspiracy and you're worried about like the man or the government or some like secret agent, am I supposed to be worried about some leftist Antifa types? Because they are apparently just chill, dude. Do what you have to do because look, it is better to live on your feet. I'm sorry. It is better to die on your feet than live on your knees, right? So the media has been ignoring and insulting and refusing to acknowledge it's really happening. And that makes me think, you know what? If they're not going to take this seriously, then I have no choice but to say, I have to take Rudy Giuliani and all his claims seriously as well. You come out with an affidavit, okay, and you risk your your life from actual threats. And these are regular people, so that I understand why they're scared. In some of these redacted documents I've reviewed, the redactions are easily removed. No joke. So even when they're like, okay, you can release this, just redact my information, it's still possible to go into the source. Find, like you, you can look at the source of the actual documents online. And it bypasses the redactions. So people are, are scared. Think about how many people were scared and would not admit they voted for Trump. Now think about how many people may have witnessed something and they're scared. You witness a truck pull up. There was one woman, I think it was in Nevada. 
She said a van pulled up and then people pulled out boxes of ballots. And she was like, these are ballots. She went on Laura Ingram, disguised her voice and silhouetted her appearance because she's scared. Think about how many people were too scared to even say they voted for Trump. Now imagine you volunteered. You always volunteer for election watching or for tabulation. And you're noticing something weird going on. You get scared. I, I don't want to say anything. I, I don't want them coming after me because, well, they might. But I'll tell you this. If you're listening and you're someone who's witnessed this and you've actually seen evidence or you are a witness or you could swear to it that these things happen, that fraud happened or impropriety You need to speak up now or you are condemning your children to this system. What what world will you leave behind? People need to stop worrying about themselves for just a little bit. I know you have to secure your own face mask before securing the mask of the person sitting next to you. But right now, more than ever, we need people to be brave I wish people were more courageous. I really, I really uh, do. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I understand why many aren't. But if you witness something, speak up now. And you know what? Otherwise, I can only make one assumption. That that's not really that bad. That we've seen the worst of it. That it's not systemic. That it's only these instances. And there is a higher, higher proportion this time around. And uh, maybe it won't change the results. Okay. Maybe that's it. And I'll absolutely accept that. I just want a fair take on what's going on, not some shock, insane garbage. The Daily Mail has been doing the worst of it. Did you watch? Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, the, the, the Daily Mail did not do the worst of it. The Daily Beast did. But the Daily Mail says, did you all watch my cousin Vinny? Sweating Ruli Giuliani presents his evidence for mass voting fraud at bizarre press conference claiming it's as frequent as getting beaten up at a Philadelphia a Eagles game we've seen as hair dye runs down his face. Media. Gotta love it when King Five won't shut up. Keeps playing audio. Anyway, here's where it gets fun. The Daily Beast. Giuliani's hair dye streaks down face after my cousin Vinny performance. Melting down. It's one of my favorite law movies, Trump's lawyer said, before acting out a scene from the 1992 film as evidence of voter fraud in the 2020 election. No, he didn't. He did. He did make reference to the scene in My Cousin Vinny where he's like, how many fingers am I holding up? But he didn't present it as evidence of voter fraud. The media is not taking it seriously. They're lying about what's happening and they're going after anybody who brings it up. Here's Vice. YouTube is cashing in on Trump's election conspiracy during Giuliani live stream. Conspiracy theorists from around the world are making direct payments to YouTube to promote their unhinged and unfounded theories. Heaven forbid anybody talk about what's really going on and wants a real answer. Well, let me give you some real answers. Over at King 5, they say claims about Seidel and election servers in Germany are false. All parties involved, plus a federal agency, said the claims of election tampering are false. Do I just blindly believe King 5? Absolutely not. When you don't take these claims seriously, you insult, belittle, mock or lie I can't trust you later on when you try to debunk these things. I can, however, say this one, in my opinion, seems to be more accurate. They say fact checking regarding U.S. elections following several erroneous statements that have been published in digital and social media. Seidel would like to clarify the following. The technologies implemented by Seidel in the U.S. are both hosted and managed within the U.S. by a local subsidiary, SOE software based in Tampa, Florida. We do not tabulate, tally or count votes in the U.S., We do not provide voting machines in the U.S. We did not provide online voting to U.S. jurisdictions for U.S. elections. 
We do not have servers or offices in Frankfurt. The U.S. Army has not seized anything from Seidel in Barcelona, Frankfurt, or anywhere else. We are not owned by George Soros and have never been connected to him. We are not tied to Smartmatic, SGO, Dominion, or Indra. We have no ties with Russia either. I like how they, la- they add that last one for good measure. This is important because Sidney Powell at the press conference said that um, U.S. votes were being tabulated or stored in another country. Well, Seidel is saying that's not true, but I do, I, w- I do want to say something interesting. They say, we do not tabulate, tally, or count votes in the U.S. Um, does that mean you tabulate, tally, or count votes in other countries? <laughs> you see the problem here? We do not provide voting machines in the U.S. That makes sense. We do not provide online voting to U.S. US jurisdictions for the U.S. elections. Okay. Sounds to me like that's the best we have so far. However, if, if someone comes out and claims that there's foreign servers, this is why I ignore, a, you, you might notice a lot of people are like, Tim, why won't you cover this thing or that thing? You can't verify it. Okay. Y'all can talk about what you want to talk about. I'm here to say, is it true or is it false? And I'll tell you what is true. Rudy Giuliani presented an affidavit and, 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 they, and, and Daily Mail really mocks him over this. They say he then read, then he read a single affidavit of Jesse Jacob alleging fraud at the Detroit center where votes were counted. A judge found the claims while serious were generalized and had no late, no, uh, no date, location, frequency, or names of employees. But it was the only one he shared. We have 100 more of these. I can't show them to you. He said it was because people who filled them out would be harassed. The American people are entitled to know this. You don't have a right to keep it from them, he lectured the press. If you count the lawful votes, Trump won Wisconsin by a good margin. I understand the, the threats, but to, to, to my, uh, the other point, there is evidence. It is mostly circumstantial, mostly circumstantial. We have some signs or indications of real impropriety, and we should absolutely investigate. The media won't take it seriously, however. They just make it seem like you only have one sworn affidavit. There's so many that have come out. So many. Now, I will say I disagree with Giuliani and Trump's legal team in, in, in one capacity. These people who have signed sworn affidavits need to be public now. I am not interested in playing games with either side of this conflict. I personally don't like Joe Biden. I don't want him to win. He's already stacking the deck with corporate lobbyists and he's going to we're going to be at war in, in, in a month. Not even. OK, so I want Trump to win. But I tell you this. They talk about releasing the Kraken. Well, release it already. I'm not interested in waiting around for you to release the Kraken and then nothing happens. They're talking about software being made in Venezuela, being used by Hugo Chavez, all of these things. And it's like, OK, let's see the evidence. Now, to be fair, what Giuliani has claimed is that he can't just come out and dump all this evidence. The courts would get mad at him. He's got to present them properly through the courts. And that makes sense. It's true. He's got to go to court and he's got to say, here's our evidence. If he releases it all up front, there's two problems with that. For one, the judge might get mad because he's effectively you know, tainting the case, going out the media, changing public opinion, making a spectacle, spectacle of the courts and the, and the, and the impending proceedings. Uh, and, and more importantly, he would be tipping off who he's going up against. In court, you don't do this. There was a, there was a lawsuit between two YouTubers, and I'll leave, it was Sargon Avocado, another person I'm not going to name. And, uh, Sargon, you may be familiar with him, he's a com, he's a, he's a personality, kept his mouth shut, didn't talk about what he was doing or what his plans were, and it was the right move. He ended up winning. And then he won again. 
when they went when he went after court fees. So this uh, so Sargon knew the right move when it comes to Giuliani, especially something dealing with, you know, we're, we're dealing with a presidential election. He absolutely needs to keep keep all his cards close to the vest, close to the chest, whichever one. You get the point. He can't just go around and be like, look at all this evidence, because then people are going to know what to try and cover up or clean up. And that's just not the way you're going to go about it in court. The media wants everything now. Maybe there isn't anything. Maybe Giuliani is just flailing his arms. So that's why I said release the Kraken sounds an awful lot like trust the plan. You get the evidence, you put it out. I'll hear it. I'll report on it. I'm waiting. I talked about, you know, Jesse Jacob, the, the affidavit you've released. I've read through some of the affidavits from Georgia. I'm very, very interested to see what we have here. And I want to know why these things happen. And I want answers. Well, the media is not going to give it to us. Where is the FBI? Apparently, we're not getting an FBI statement from anybody. Even Giuliani called this out. The media is mocking us and belittling us. And so then what am I supposed to do? I guess the only thing I can do is say, all right, if you won't take it seriously and you're trying to tell me it's wrong and you're ignoring it, I'm going to trust Giuliani on this one. I'd say maybe there, there, there really is something going on because the media just will not give us a fair shake on whatever this is. And let me show you something that I find really interesting. Josh Jordan tweeted something that is an indication that there's something off, something strange. He says two weeks later, how much Trump overperformed the real clear politics averages nationally 3.2. But take a look at this in Ohio. He overperformed by seven in Wisconsin, 6.1 in Texas, 4.4. You can see the numbers go down. And then North Carolina, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Georgia and Minnesota are where Trump under for underperformed in the polls or it was insignificant. And many people have pointed this out, saying, isn't it weird that the specific states that Donald Trump needed to win, Pennsylvania, notably, the polls were correct. But in other states, Texas, Ohio, well, Ohio is interesting as well. In other states, he overperformed. He did need Ohio. So maybe it's not really a correlation or a causation. It may be people are just looking at this and then seeing what they want to see. But Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona all lumped together where the polls were actually pretty spot on. Seems, I don't know, too perfect. I'll tell you this. It seems anomalous, not evidence enough for me to consider anything. If someone came to me and said, look at this, I'd be like, well, you know, sometimes these things happen. But when you have like 50 different moments where you keep saying these things happen, these things happen. So eventually I'm going to have to ask you a question. How many coincidences until you've won the lottery? Because I think it's like five or six, right? How many numbers? Five numbers? I don't play the lottery, but you get the point. A coincidence. It happens. A couple of them, they can happen too. But when we have multiple sworn affidavits in many different places, when you have the, the changing of the rules and mass mail-in voting, it, and, and it's like the rules were all changed the last minute. You've got ballots that were counted that people never requested. So absentee ballots got counted. Nobody requested them. Those things have to be investigated because at a certain point, these things add up and you have to ask yourself, pick one, conspiracy theorist, coincidence theorist. That's the that's that's the, the 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 two sides, I suppose. Typically, I would say a coincidence theorist, man. You know, if some if sometimes people in the lottery, it happens. In this instance, we're dealing with politics, power. We're dealing with people who changed the rules with mail in voting, uh, you know, earlier before the election. That's a unilateral change that people were opposing that, you know, the Republicans and Democrats are at odds. It is a fight over political power. So at this point, I'm less inclined to assume that there is a coincidence going on over and over and over again. So that leaves us with what? 
a conspiracy? You know, I got to be honest. I'm not even entirely convinced of that. I think maybe some people here and there maybe had plans and conspired in some ways. If we're talking about Georgia and a bunch of ballots being printed out that looked really weird, it doesn't have to be a national Democrat coordinated uh, event. In fact, it could be foreign influence. I will say it's very fascinating that Georgia and Arizona haven't voted Democrat in, since like 92 and they flip. Now we've got these claims and we've got these sworn statements. A regular American, many of them stepped forward and signed their names to a document saying, I believe I witnessed fraud. I respect those people. They may be liars, but we'll give them we'll, we'll go through the process to make sure because we don't want to leave, you know, loose ends. We want to make sure that we tie this up and everything's done. But you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. I've been talking to a lot of people about what they think is going to happen. And ever since things have started picking up this week, people have been saying a lot of things like it's starting to feel like something is happening. It's not just Joe Biden winning and Trump throwing a fit. No, something else is happening. Like Trump might actually win this. I don't know what to expect. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But I wonder why it is that the media has become so obvious in their lies. That's the crazy thing. Maybe it's because they can't let people know there actually is evidence, you know, so they just keep saying no evidence, no evidence, none at all. And then Giuliani does his press, Giuliani does his press conference and they make fun of him. They insult him and they don't take his, his, his statements seriously in any capacity. They just say, look at his hair dye. Uh, he's crazy. He's melting down. My cousin Vinny, what a nut. Sure. Maybe that's it. Maybe he really is crazy. Maybe not. I don't know. But I don't trust the media because they lied about Trump withdrawing his. Look at this. They lied and they said the other day that Trump withdrew his claim about 700,000 uh, votes being improper. That's not true at all. It's like they just lie. Now they come out and they say no evidence over and over again. It's like, you know, it's really crazy. These two Republicans in Michigan who refused to certify said it was because of the unbalanced books. I didn't even know the books were unbalanced. I didn't know anything about that. I've been focused on these affidavits for the most part and the, and the whistleblower from USPS. There are affidavits of people saying they were instructed to backdate ballots. Wow. Let alone some of these other claims. So maybe. But I don't think we're going to get a fair shake from the media. And that's why I think we are headed towards die. We, we are we are we are on di- it is it is getting dire. It is getting bad because if we can't trust the media, then the only thing we can say is pick which one's true. If Trump says there's fraud, well, the media is lying and another lying. So therefore, Trump must be telling the truth, right? Well, that's what the media gets for lying. They could have taken this seriously. They could have said there's fraud. We don't know how widespread it is. We should definitely look into it. Our curious journalists will check these stories out. They didn't. We'll see what this means and what this leads to. Honestly, it's it's it could go. It could, I have no idea, but something's happening. It's getting weird. And I don't think people are going to be satisfied with the results. The left won't. If it's if the if Trump wins, the right won't. If Biden wins, and then uh, I hope you've taken care of your you've you've prepared to the best of your abilities in some capacity for the unrest that may come. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at six p.m. over at YouTube.com/slash Timcast News. It is a different channel, and I will see you all, ladies and gentlemen. We may be witnessing the it's happening moment of the 2020 presidential election. Many people are wondering how Donald Trump could actually win. I mean, Joe Biden is projected to get 306 electoral votes. The states have all basically, you know, they're starting to certify. Donald Trump is at 232. It must surely be over. Well, Trump, of course, is suing. But maybe those lawsuits weren't the real it's happening, if you know what I mean. And I mean, like the event that changes things, if you're not familiar with the meme. 
a couple of nights ago, or just the other night in uh, Wayne County, Michigan, where Detroit is, two Republicans refused to certify the results of the election because there were very serious discrepancies that were not being explained to them. These Republicans didn't understand why there were unbalanced ballot books or, or voter books. Basically, there were a, a different amount of signatures having entered in than there were votes. And that's kind of strange. They weren't given an explanation. So they said, we're not going to sign off on this. Well, the left then began doxing them, harassing them. One guy even said, your kids go to this school. And then all of a sudden, they decided to certify the vote. Gee, I wonder what, what, what that was all about. Now the, it's happening moment. See, when that happened, I was like, whoa, if they refuse to certify Detroit and Michigan certifies without Detroit, Trump wins Michigan. More importantly, if they can't decide by a certain deadline, then the Michigan electors might just vote however they want, or the Republicans could appoint their electors. And then Trump gets the electoral votes. Or maybe they just freeze the state and say, we're not going to send any electors. Joe Biden then drops down. And if this happens a couple more times, then there's no 270 winner. It goes to a House delegation vote. Trump wins. There are more Republican House delegations than Democrat. That would require a couple more states to have some kind of massive discrepancy, irregularity, or to suspend the results of their elections. And it might be coming. Now, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I've said uh, uh, for, for some time that I feel like, you know, Joe Biden is going gonna, is gonna to win this one. But this is where it gets crazy. Two Wayne County Board of Canvassers trying to rescind vote certification. Republican members signed affidavits in effort to rescind yes votes with one one of the, uh, the, the uh, board members saying their family was threatened. Oh, well, then you have duress. Certainly this vote can't be certified. But the left is countering back saying, no, they are just changing their mind. They certified well, both of these canvassers are saying they agreed to certify because they wanted an independent audit. And then as soon as they did, basically the, the, one of the uh, state officials went, ha, we're not giving you anything. No audit for you. You signed off. We win. And that's all that you need to know. If they're not going to do an independent audit, they're acting in bad faith. Sorry. If these Republicans see massive discrepancies that you can't account for or explain, and then you agree, we'll do an audit and you say, okay, okay. That's the Republicans acting in good faith. Fine, we'll certify. The Democrats in this in this instance, very clearly in the wrong. That's it. Listen, you've got all these people on social media saying these Republicans are just terrified of Trump. No, they're not. They're terrified of the Antifa leftists and BLM people who have been burning buildings down and are now threatening their families. They're not worried about Trump. They're worried about the threats and they're being tricked. If this was a good faith certification, they would have given them that given the audit. But now they're saying no. Well, now you know who's really trying to just shovel through, just ram through these results. This could be the beginning. Right now, many leftists, and, and, and I'll read through this, are saying, you can't take your vote back. Too late. We've, we've already passed a motion. No revisiting the issue. I Sorry, but I, I don't think it actually works that way. People got to understand that Legal uh, issues are actually a bit more fluid. They could go to court now. This is all Trump needs. They've, they've, as soon as these affidavits came out, you're done. Because what's going to happen now is, or potentially, they might say we're moving to certify Michigan for Biden. And these Republicans and Trump could both file lawsuits saying, no way. 
They threatened them. They threatened them with physical violence in their families to force this through. We want an injunction on certification until we can investigate exactly what happened. Then they won't meet the deadline. There's no reelection, no votes for Joe Biden. That might be the actual path to victory. It could also just be that many Republicans had already discussed with Donald Trump the, the, if, that if he loses, they're going to certify him anyway. They're going to send the electors for Trump. Apparently in Pennsylvania, some Republicans had already talked to Trump about this. Now they're denying it. But maybe that was the plan all along. Let me tell you. They say, I, I love the, the, the Q meme, trust the plan. Sorry, I, 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 I don't. There's, I, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Just because they have a plan doesn't mean the plan is good or it's going to work. So sorry. We're also hearing now, release the Kraken. Uh-huh. Uh, you, and you, when you release the Kraken and I see it, I'll report on it. But, you know, until then. But I got to thinking when I saw this, why is Trump filing these lawsuits? Why is Trump calling for a recount? OK, maybe, you know, the recount makes sense. I guess in Georgia, three counties now found ballots that were just not counted for some reason, giving Trump a historical gain in a recount, something like 1400 plus votes. That's that's huge. And that shaved off more than 10 percent of Joe Biden's lead. And that was just three counties. Perhaps there's more widespread error. They just keep saying human error, human error. Um, I, I don't know how they've concluded it's human error because they can't give us an explanation. And if they just say we think it's human error, then we think it could be anything. Right. Well, now we're seeing Donald Trump take this action. We're taking the, the recounts and the lawsuits. And I, got, I started to wonder. This is what this is what I said before. So hear, hear me out. And then we'll read the story. I got a bunch more I got to go through. I got the affidavits. It's crazy. If Donald Trump said on Saturday, you know, when, when they called it for Biden, I refuse to concede and then did nothing and just said, I'm not going to sue. I'm just not going to concede. And then Republicans started calling it for Trump. People would be like, what? Trump knew this was going to happen. Now Trump is buying time with lawsuits that the left is saying the lawsuits are frivolous. They're so dumb. Maybe Trump is just like, we're going to keep going through the process. We're going to challenge this until we can get to certification. Or to be honest, it might just be Trump is fighting tooth and nail. There's no grand plan. Nobody was prepared for this. But as they dig in more and more into accusations of fraud and impropriety and they get more evidence, it results in Republicans being like, dude, I, I can't certify this. 71% of the of the books were like unbalanced. That's insane. And you know, I love the excuse from the left is this happens all the time. Oh, does it? Wow, that is nightmarishly bad. Happens all the time. Reminds me of that family guy joke where they, the bar burns down and then they ask the insurance guy, they're like, isn't it strange to you that the guy bought insurance for fire and then it burned down the next day? And he goes, no, actually it happens all the time. Yes, it's because it's fraud. Anyway, here's the story. Two Wayne County board uh, of canvassers trying to rescind their vote certification. Republican members signed affidavits in effort to rescind yes votes. According to the New York Times, Monica Palmer and William Hartman signed affidavits in an effort to rescind their yes votes Wednesday evening. In affidavits obtained by the Washington Post, Palmer said, quote, the Wayne County election had serious process flaws which deserve investigation. I continue to ask for information to assure Wayne County voters that these elections were conducted fairly and accurately. Hartman said in an affidavit, late in the evening, I was enticed to agree to certify based on the promise that a full and independent audit would take place. I would not have agreed to the certification, but for the promise of an audit. The board vice chairman, Jonathan Kinlock, told the New York Times that vote was final. That vote was binding. You can't leave and then decide after a meeting adjourned that you want to decide from your living room that you don't like the vote and sign something that says you're under duress. We're always under attack. Whoa, buddy. 
Dude says he was under duress. Okay, these Democrats are not acting in good faith at all. This is crazy. Don't you want to make sure that the people who voted in Detroit have a vote? This is the game they play. The Democrats are calling the Republicans racists. And apparently it worked at first. Let me tell you the truth. You know, the real racists are Democrats. You know why? There are hundreds of thousands of minority voters in Detroit. And if there is evidence of something wrong and you refuse to investigate it, you are basically saying to these people that their vote matters less to you than the white neighborhoods. The Democrats have evidence of impropriety and are refusing to investigate it because they don't care about the minority communities. If there is an area that is predominantly black and there is serious evidence and there's evidence of a serious error, then it may be that their votes are being diluted or stolen and we should give them a full investigation as they so deserve. But the Democrats are saying the Republicans are racist for calling to cert to verify the votes. Why? That would only empower and strengthen these minority communities. The Democrats are acting in bad faith. And I can only assume then it's because they're well, they're not being honest. Hartman and Palmer voted not to certify the election results earlier this week before reversing course after certifying the results during a heated meeting. Hartman, 62, is a Wyandotte businessman who has been on the board since 2015. When asked why he changed his vote, he said it was because of the inclusion of an independent audit. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson said she doesn't believe a request for audit is binding. She said, Essentially, you saw two individuals on the Wayne County Board of Canvassers who have a ministerial responsibility to certify the county canvas of election results, refusing to do so on baseless claims. And that that were ultimately clerical errors that occurred in nearly every election in nearly every jurisdiction. So you mean to tell me that there are serious errors in every jurisdiction of your state? Thank you for the evidence. Please, can someone now file a suit and say they've admitted there are there are clerical errors in every election? If there is a clerical error in every jurisdiction, nearly every jurisdiction, sounds like your election process is broken and we should not be using that because I will not have you and your broken election system decide who my president is supposed to be. If you are irresponsible and you refuse to go through your own elections to make sure you correct these errors, I don't trust you and I don't want you lying to gain power. That is insane. Before the vote, Palmer said she would certify every community in Wayne County except Detroit. She did not speak to reporters following the meeting. Palmer plans to hold a news conference in the, new f- in the near future. The Michigan Board of State Canvassers has until November 23rd to certify the election. If they don't, it will go to court. Four days. December 8th is considered the safe harbor deadline for certification. That's at, fe- at the federal level. Palmer, 40, is the Board of Canvassers chairperson. She's also a Gross Point Woods political activist, and ethics complaint has been filed against her for alleged conflict of interest due to that work. The Wayne County Ethics Board is looking into that complaint. When Local 4 went to her home to ask about the vote change, no one answered the door. So I'll tell you right now, maybe they can't change their vote. But this does, I believe, give an, a legitimate, uh, legitimate grounds for some kind of court action. They might like, so I'll put, I'll put it this way. The, the board might say it's certified you know, F off. They go to court and they say, we want an injunction because we were being threatened. My family was being threatened. And I think a reasonable judge might be like, show me evidence that you were getting threats. And they'll be like, here you go. And they'll say, all right, we got a problem here. We cannot 
function as a democracy, as the left likes to say, we're not, but you know, as they say, if people are being threatened into certifying votes, can you believe, I, I got to stress this point that they straight up admitted there were, there were clerical errors, serious ones in nearly every jurisdiction. Wow. I believe that calls into question nearly in the entire state of Michigan. How can we certify that at the federal level if they, they if they're coming out and just saying it? We're talking about unbalanced books. That means there's a different number of people who signed in versus who voted. Something doesn't add up. Now, there, there is a simple solution that they offer up. They say it's because sometimes people go in, they sign the book, they want to vote, then they get bored and they leave. I'm not uh, uh, entirely convinced you can just walk away from that. However, giving me a simple solution is not giving me definitive evidence explaining why it's happening all over the place. Do you have cameras at these places? Can you show us and do a hard count? If not, your election system is broken. And, and we shouldn't just sit back and be like, oh, yeah, we have weird, weird discrepancies across the board in the entire state. But <laughs> Who cares? This is your fault for not being prepared. The other issue is I don't even know if, if the issue is that there are more signatures than votes, because if there are more votes than signatures, now you got a real problem, right? Because that doesn't seem to make sense. Explain that one. But they haven't actually, you know, gone through this. So check this out. Jack Posobiec, he tweeted this and he says, affidavit of chair, chairperson Monica Palmer. She says in this area that uh, Jack has uh, circled or put a box around after the vote, Democrat colleagues chided me and Mr. Hartman for voting not to certify. Voting to not certify. After the vote, public comment period began, and dozens of people made personal remarks against me and Mr. Hartman. The comments made accusations of racism and threatened me and members of my family. The public comment continued for over two hours, and I felt pressured to continue the meeting without a break. After several hours of harsh comments, Vice Chair Kinlock suggested a potential resolution. Wayne County Corporate Counsel Janet Anderson Davis told me that I had to certify the vote that night. She told the members their role was ministerial and they could not use their discretion on matters like the record being incomplete. We were told that discretion was outside the board's authority. So they were lied to, threatened and harassed into agreeing to this. That, my friends, is not how our system is supposed to work. But let me show you where we end up. Check this out. Ivan Penchikov, uh, I believe of uh, Epic Times, says... Georgia recount worker with 20 years of experience handling ballots described an odd batch that stood out pristine sheets with no markings and 98% for Biden. Check this out. He says in my 20 years of experience of handling ballots, I observed the markings for the candidates on these ballots were unusually uniform, perhaps even with a ballot marking device. By my estimate and observing these ballots, approximately 98% constituted votes for Joe Biden. I only observed two of these ballots for Donald Trump. Twitter removed his second tweet. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Third monitor, a Democrat. Hundreds of these ballots seemed impeccable with no folds or creases. The bubble sections were all perfectly made, only observed sections in black ink, and all happened to be selections for Biden. A Democrat said this. Based on my observations, I believe there was fraud, that, that, uh, there was fraud committed in the presidential election and questioned the validity of the Georgia recount process. Fourth witness, also a Democrat, saw perfect black marks on a stack of ballots, 500 in a row for Biden. I watched them pull out a pile of what I observed to be absentee ballots and noticed two very distinct characteristics on, that these ballots had. One, I noticed that they had they all had a perfect black bubble and were all Biden select. 
I was able to observe the public bubble for a few minutes before they made me move away from the table. At no time did I speak to poll workers or obstruct them in any way. I heard them go to the stack and call up Biden's name over 500 times in a row. Georgia. So what do we do? Do we ignore it? Same witness went to a different Georgia county the next day and observed the same anomaly during the recount. All of these ballots had the same two characteristics. They were all for Biden and had the same perfect black bubble. Fifth witness, Kay Fisher saw very clean military and overseas ballots with no bubbles colored outside the line. Almost all for Biden, including batches that were 100% for Biden. At what point does five or six sworn statements constitute widespread irregularity? Yes, sure. I won't say fraud because I don't know what these are or where they came from. And all we know is that these people are saying, what is going on? At a certain point, we have to say, okay, we have evidence of widespread something. They don't want to say fraud. You can't say fraud. You can't say fraud. I think uh, to be fair, and I'm trying to take this, uh, be very, very careful with this one. I don't think we should be saying fraud because that implies intent and it implies someone did something like there's a person who planned on doing this. We don't have any of the evidence. We don't know exactly what happened. And it's likely so we can say this is evidence, a sign or indication that fraud occurred, but it is proof of impropriety. If we have, well, I should say it's more, I, sh- I should be very careful. I'll be very careful because I want this to go through the proper channels and get sorted out properly. And that means we have multiple witnesses saying the same thing, corroborating each other's story. In my opinion, that is as close as proof as you can probably get until we pull up these ballots. So pull them up, investigate. I want to see these ballots. Where are they at? And you know what? If they do a hand recount and they notice these same things, because that's what the people are saying right now in the hand recount, these weird bubbles. It's like perfect printer ink or whatever. Well, people noticed. Maybe that's why they didn't want the full audit and the full recount. Maybe that's why the Democrats are saying no to the recount, no to the lawsuits. Just shut up, submit, submit, just give in. Maybe it's because now that people are actually looking at the ballots, they're going, whoa, what is this? Because normally they just put them in the machine, right? And the machine says for Biden. They go, okay. In three counties, they found historical margins for Trump. Three counties. Well, it's not just there's, there's a lot more coming. We have this video. Dan Scavino posted it. And uh, Code Monkey Z, who's getting a lot of attention, says Dominion tech guys might be deleting evidence. I don't know about all that. Sure, maybe. It's just it's going around. It's got 14,000 retweets. I thought it'd be important to share. But I can tell you in this video, I don't know who these guys are. But they're saying that voting machine workers are doing something to the machines right now. We are in the middle of an election. We have not completed the constitutional process and they're fiddling with the machines. I think if we get a proper judge or the Supreme Court, they got to shut this down. And I know I know what that means. It means Donald Trump wins because the House delegation will vote for him. But if we're in the middle of a recount, if we're in the and, and, and the poll and the machine workers are coming, we're going to go to this machine real quick. Are you insane? Lock those machines up. Nope. Come on in, boys. Do whatever you want to our voting integrity. That to me, just absolutely nuts. In this tweet, Jimmy Rutenberg says he, he points out the Democrats say in, in reference to Michigan, they don't have the legal ability to rescind, rescind their claims. So I, I highlight this just to, I want to make sure I'm pointing out that there are people who challenge this and it may not result in an actual uh, blocking of the certification. But as I stated, it may just come down to the fact that there's a legal challenge and that's all they need. The next big story after bitter meeting Wisconsin panel to uh, order recount Trump wants in two largely Democratic counties. 
here's what's crazy. So Trump is putting up three million to, to for, for recounts in two counties. And the Democrats apparently tried changing the rules, but got deadlocked three to three. And then ultimately, no rules were changed. This is the Trump supporters are celebrating, saying they were going to try and change the rules to try and block Trump. I don't know what we can expect, but let me just say this may be the beginning of the it's happening. This could be the period at which Trump starts to turn things around. You've got all these people dancing in the streets, stomping on Cheetos bags in New York and drinking champagne. What are they going to do when let me let me put it this way. Twitter keeps putting those tags on on, on uh, tweets, right? Saying official sources said this and multiple sources said that. Trump says, I won. And they say official sources uh, dis, uh, called the race for Joe Biden or whatever. Or, or they, they, they put the statement on there. What happens if official sources call it for Trump? And then all of a sudden, all those tags on Twitter invert. What do you think these people are going to do? It'll be like like that scene from Indiana Jones where the guy's like, Kalimani rips their heart. That's what they're going to feel. They're going to be like, oh, they're going to, their brains are going to explode. Not saying it's likely. I'm not saying I think it will happen. I have no idea what's going to happen, but let me just end with this. Donald Trump says, important news conference today by lawyers on a very clear and viable path to victory. Pieces are very nicely falling into place. RNC, 12 PM. Okay. And in response, Jake Tapper said, the president and the RNC have been clear that they're trying to concoct ways to overturn the results of a free and fair democratic election. And if you're a GOP official affirming the integrity of the, of the election, like Krebs, GA Secretary of State, Commissioner Schmidt, they will attack you. My response to this, Jake Tapper, this is one of the most irresponsible and dangerous things you can be tweeting right now. Donald Trump has a constitutional right to challenge these states and the votes these are called safeguards to prevent impropriety and fraud and failure to make sure that our elections are free and fair. Could you imagine if the Constitution said the election shall be held on the first Tuesday after the first Monday and the winner will be decided by media companies? That would be insane. Jake Tapper is blaming Trump and everyone else. What he's really doing is Jake Tapper is undermining the Constitution. The results have not been federally certified. Many of the states are moving to certification now. Trump is well within the period to file legal challenges. These exist to make sure our country doesn't fall to a despotic, fascistic manipulation. And it also means that Trump has the right to do so, even if you don't like the guy. And maybe Trump is the one trying to do whatever. It doesn't matter. The safeguards exist for a reason. End of story. We have contingencies for this, and it's in there to make sure the bad guys don't just walk in and take over. Jake Tapper is trying to undermine that constitutional process. And in my opinion, that is horrifyingly dangerous. He's mad, in my opinion, that the media doesn't dictate reality anymore. Sorry, that's not the way things work. The, the, the way things work is that we have a process. The electors vote for the president. Trump has a right to dispute what is now multiple sworn affidavits. What are we at? Like a dozen plus of irregularities, threats to, 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 to uh, certification boards, the irregularities are stacking up and it's staggering. And you're like, Trump, submit or else. Sorry, we don't bow to CNN. We have a constitutional process in Michigan. Let me just end by saying this. Finally, they, they admitted they straight up said, let me let me pull this up just to make sure you take this one home. I want you to take this one home. They say, baseless claims. Essentially, 
You saw two individuals on the Wayne County Board of Canvassers who have ministerial responsibility to certify the county canvas election results, refusing to do so on baseless claims, and that were ultimately clerical errors that occurred in nearly every election in nearly every jurisdiction. They think they're telling me it's normal. Ignore this. What they're really saying to you and me is the problems affected the entire state. So I hope whatever legal challenge comes up, they take that quote and they say, your honor, they straight out said these errors we're seeing and we can't verify the numbers happened everywhere. Then why did they certify? Why are we allowing this? And you might find a federal judge going, that's a really good point. Your elections are broken and it is not the fault of people in other states that that happened. And it is not fair that your broken system can dictate the president of the United States. Sorry, we have a constitution. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Stick around. We got we got news coming. Trump's press conference. We'll see what happens. I might say I might have to do the one at four because of my recording schedule, but I will see you all in the next segment at 1 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Donald Trump is declaring victory in Michigan, withdrawing his lawsuit, citing the canvassers who refused to certify the results of the election, in, in, namely in Detroit. Trump is now saying that was the point of the lawsuit. The relief we wanted was to stop the certification. The certification has been stopped, therefore. But wait, they ended up actually certifying and then rescinding. I got no I got no idea what's going on. This is a crazy story. But my friends, we all having a good time, aren't we? Now the left. Oh, man, this is too good. They're celebrating Trump just withdrew his last lawsuit. It's over. Trump loses because the only narrative they can project is we're winning. We're the best. They're not getting a rational view of things. Trump is on the ropes. I still believe it is likely Joe Biden becomes the next president. But the media called it prematurely and Trump is fighting tooth and nail and he has weird victories coming his way. Get this. A poll came out apparently saying only 46% of people think Trump should concede right now. That means there are many Joe Biden voters that think Donald Trump should not concede, which makes no sense. I got to say, I'm starting to think more and more every day as we see this kind of stuff that uh, Donald Trump might actually win. I don't know, man. I'll tell you this, though. The fact the left came out, I saw this story from these leftists. They're like, Trump withdrawing his lawsuit means they win. And I'm like, is that, is that what you think? Because if you don't approach this rationally and actually talk about what's going on, you think you won. It's red meat. These leftists are like, hey, guys, guess what? Trump's an idiot. And they're all like laughing and cheering and dancing in the street and stomping on Cheetos. And Trump has a real clear, uh, an actual path to victory. Now, at the time of recording this, Trump has not yet done his press conference where he's going to announce. So that will be up later at 4 p.m. Most likely we'll see what he says. But I think Trump does have a path to victory. And I think Trump's planned this for a long time. You see, here's what I've been saying. The other day on the IRL podcast, when the, the, the canvassers in Wayne County said they wouldn't certify, I sort of had an epiphany when I was like, wait a minute, what if the lawsuits are just to buy time until this happens? And I think this just confirmed it. The moment they said we question the results, Trump withdraws his lawsuit. Trump just needed to buy time until there was a real challenge within the states. I also think I was listening to the audio from Giuliani in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, I got to be honest, not doing a good job. Seriously. Uh, so there's one part where the judge in Pennsylvania says, is this are you trying to apply strict scrutiny? Meaning, has someone's fundamental rights been violated? 
Giuliani says, you know, clarify. Then he said, and the left went nuts because he wanted a clarification. But Giuliani was like, yes, yes, people's right to vote was denied. And the judge keeps asking how, how? And Giuliani keeps saying, because in these districts, they were allowing ballot curing. And in these districts, they weren't. And I'm like, dude, it is so easy to explain how this is denying someone the right to vote. But they, they couldn't give the judge a good answer. And then I started to think like, are they just buying time or are they bad at this? And maybe, maybe that's just me and I'm arrogant. That's a possibility too, because far be it for me to question an actual, you know, lawyer like Rudy Giuliani. But it sounded kind of like they were just going in circles, buying time, maybe for something like this. Raise enough questions. The Republicans then challenge it, saying we can't certify it with these discrepancies. And then Trump immediately withdraws his lawsuit from Michigan because he doesn't need it anymore. The questions have arisen. And now the Electoral College might open up. I will say to Rudy Giuliani's argument to the judge, the, the easiest way to explain why I, I, I would argue if you are in a district and you're not allowed to cure your ballot and someone is, your right to vote is being taken away from you. And the question from you know the Democrats and the judge was like, well, how so? You were allowed to vote, right? Let me stop right there and say this. If you told someone, I'm going, it is your fundamental right to compete on equal terms in a foot race. And then at the last minute, they said, oh, but you don't get to wear shoes. Your opponent gets to wear shoes. That is not an equal competition. And it, in my opinion, is a workaround. You're telling someone, here's the baseline for what we allow in an election. And then you make sure to favor one side. That is not an election. That's not free and fair. It's not fair at all. I think that's a simple way to, to explain it. The standards should be to the lowest, to the easiest, not to the hardest. You can't tell someone you're allowed to vote if you can climb to the top of this tree to get your vote. No one's denying you. It's like, well, dude, clearly I'm not going to climb a tree to get my ballot. I understand it's not the same argument. But the curing process is that somebody was, you know, they filled out their ballot, sent it in, and they went, oopsie, you made a mistake and thrown the trash. Whereas other people in the Democrat districts, they were like, mm, you want to fix that so we can count it for you? That's not a free and fair election. It is not equal. It's, it's, it's that simple. But anyway, here's what I think. I think it's going to come to, uh, Pennsylvania to the certification deadline, which I think is in a few days. I'm not entirely sure. I, I should, I should check because I, I, I might have, I, I know, I think Michigan is the 23rd, might be Pennsylvania. So I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm fact check me because I want to be sure. But, uh, maybe they're just waiting until the Republicans and the state legislators say, we, we don't trust this. You know, we've got these active lawsuits. We're confused. This is crazy. What do we do? And then that's Trump's real plan. So here's, here, let, let, let me actually just read the news. And I want to show you this poll. This poll is the funniest thing, actually. Let me show you this. 46% of voters say A Trump should concede, should concede immediately. You may notice that 46 is less than 50. That's right. So they say uh, 32 say he should only concede if he can't prove it. That's actually big. And then you've got, I think, what is it? Uh, 12% that say he should not concede no matter what. 9% didn't know and had no opinion. So you got 44% saying Trump should have his day in court, 46 saying he shouldn't. But that's the plurality, not the majority. What that means, 72% of Democrats saying Trump should concede right away. What does that mean? Does that mean that there's about 28% that are like, maybe he should challenge this? That I find really, really weird. Really weird. Now, check this out. In this Trump withdraws federal lawsuit in Michigan, citing Wayne County canvasser affidavit story, there is a major controversy arising. Trump targets vote certification in late bid to block Biden. 
And they're saying that Trump contacted these people. And then all of a sudden they rescinded their uh, uh, certification vote. So this is going to go nuts. This is going to get crazy. Let's read the news. Detroit Free Press says the campaign for President Trump withdrew a much ballyhooed federal lawsuit on Thursday, incorrectly characterizing the actions of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers as its rationale for its decision. The campaign championed the suit when it was filed last week with surrogates speaking on national television about the more than 100 affidavits from Republican poll challengers and others included in the lawsuit. The affidavits and most other attacks from the Trump campaign in Michigan focus on the counting of absentee ballots at TCF Center in Detroit. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, Lavora Barnes, head of the Michigan Democratic Party, and others have called these attacks racist attempts by the campaign to disenfranchise black voters in Detroit. I'm going to stop right there and throw it back at him. I think if you've got the opportunity to guarantee the safety and security of the black vote in Michigan and you refuse, you're racist. Because if there is impropriety, then an investigation will harm no one. Stopping the investigation might might allow fraud or impropriety to dilute the votes of the minority of, of minority voters. Therefore, the appropriate thing to do to not be racist is to guarantee them strict scrutiny in a non-legal sense. We need to be absolutely sure that their votes are protected at all costs. So uh, why are the Democrats denying it? Eh, probably because the Democrats are racist. They say, while the campaign suggested the affidavits were proof of what they considered to be election misconduct and irregularities, a free press review showed they did not contain evidence of widespread fraud or misconduct. But in a new filing Thursday, oh, what's this? A new filing. Campaign attorney Thor Hearn states the campaign decided not to pursue the lawsuit because two members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers do not want to certify the county's election results. The Wayne County Board of County Canvassers met and declined to certify the results of the presidential election. The three sentence filing states, you mean to tell me that Trump's people were prepared for this? I think this might be Trump's long term strategy. I think Trump might be doing the lawsuits just to buy time as they get to this process. Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City and a Trump campaign attorney, echoed the sentiment in a statement Thursday morning. This morning, we are withdrawing our lawsuit in Michigan as a direct result of achieving the relief we sought to stop the election in Wayne County from being prematurely certified before residents can be assured that every legal vote has been counted and every illegal vote has not been counted, Giuliani said. The statement and legal filing are inaccurate. Although the four-member board initially deadlocked two to two on a vote to certify, the two Republican members eventually agreed to vote to certify the results. Certification of county results is a necessary step in the process to formalize final vote tallies in Michigan elections. After the, bo- the board voted to certify the results, however, board chairwoman Monica Palmer and fellow GOP, GOP member William Hartman signed affidavits saying they oppose certifying Wayne County results because they do not feel the state will follow through with an audit. These affidavits were included in the federal lawsuit. Not only that, they allege harassment. I believe maybe just the woman. They, they, a dude went on Zoom publicly and said, your kids go to this school. Right then, she probably said, I'll sign whatever you want, please. And now I think a judge probably could look at it and be like, yeah, we're not going to. You, you, you can't. Look, if the lady said no, people threatened her family. And then she said, fine, I don't consider it to be a legitimate certification. But we'll see. We'll see. They say there is no legal mechanism in place for board members to rescind their votes. A spokesman for the Michigan Bureau of Elections told the Free Press on, press on Thursday. There is a legal mechanism. It's called court. That's what we have judges for, to interpret the law 
and a judge could say injunction. As of earlier this week, all 83 Michigan counties had certified their election results after conducting the required canvas. A standard review of the election process, President-elect Joe Biden now has roughly 154,000 vote lead over Trump in Michigan. The Michigan State Board of Canvassers will meet Monday to vote on whether to certify the results of the state. The board is also comprised of four members, two Republicans, two Democrats. Mary Schinkel, wife of GOP member Norm Schinkel, was among those who filed an affidavit as part of the Trump campaign lawsuit. So the Michigan State Board might actually just say no. They said four members, two Republicans and two Democrats. Okay, so what happens if the two Democrats, the two Republicans say upon seeing these affidavits and the threats these people received, we refuse to certify irregular vote counts? You know, it's the craziest thing about all this. I covered this in my morning segment. Maybe you saw it in response to the refusal to certify. The Democrats said these errors we're seeing happened all over the state. We should. It's no big deal. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Uniformity in errors is actually evidence of widespread voter impropriety. And they admitted it. They said these errors existed in every jurisdiction in every election. Okay, okay. Whatever you say, Democrat, I agree. Wonderful. We can't certify. Is that what they expect to happen? Terrible argument. Saying that these these th- this this problem creating a discrepancy with the amount of people who voted and the amount who showed up just shows that you know it's normal. Imagine it this way. The 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 issue at hand, you may have heard me say it in the previous segment, is that there's unbalanced voter books. A different amount of signatures compared to votes. That's a problem. They say, oh, it's it's really easy actually. Some people showed up, signed in, and then didn't uh didn't actually vote. Nah. Sorry, I'm not playing it. You got to prove it because what happens if the people who just decided not to vote actually did and they were Trump voters and then Trump didn't get the votes he needed? You see how that works. Now, what do you have got? 154,000. I don't know about that. But if you can't justify or explain why the, the, the books are unbalanced, then you probably shouldn't certify, should you? Or at the very least, you do a preliminary investigation and you explain why this is. Well, they didn't. So now, this is where we're at. Republican state lawmakers introduce articles of impeachment against Governor Whitmer. It's just getting spicier and spicier, huh? Well, this is more about COVID and unconstitutional behavior, but it is Michigan. So I'll tell you, when I heard that they finally they, they, they issued these papers, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what a crazy time to be alive, you know, because like how often do we get an impeachment of, of, of a governor, a president? And and these election irregularities and all this crazy shenanigans all at the exact same time. Look, man, I know the, the these people don't want to hear it. These leftists like complaining about it. But the system is destabilizing an impeachment against a governor. A year ago, we had impeachment against uh, not even a year ago. Uh, earlier this year, we had an impeachment against Donald Trump. Now we have this contentious election, accusations of fraud and irregularities and affidavits being signed and states being challenged. This is a fairly unprecedented moment in our history, and I'm not confident we pull out of this. You know why? There's two realities now, and they're completely disparate. On the right, there is ample evidence of fraud. Some of it's even widespread. There's evidence of widespread impropriety. Donald Trump did win. They're stealing the election. Look at these mathematical anomalies. You're never going to convince a Trump supporter they're wrong on that. They've seen too much on the left. Well, for the most part on the left, they just watch CNN and, and, you know, and, and, and NBC and MSNBC. And they've been told over and over again, President-elect Joe Biden, ignore everything else. 
Now, I got to be honest, one side is more right than the other. But the people on the left that watch NBC and CNN are, are convinced it's over. The media told us I'm not going to investigate or question the constitutional process right now. We are still in an election. It is not over. The Constitution doesn't say when the media calls it, it's done. So Trump going through these legal processes is a part of the electoral. It's their safeguards in place specifically to make sure that if we have a contested election, we work through it properly. So why is the media and the left trying so hard to discredit the constitutional process? They don't care for the Constitution. They wanted to ban speech and guns. They don't care. They say the media called it. It's over. Shut up and sit down. Sit down and shut up. But people on the right are like, the Constitution, this is what we, we, the basis of our country, can't be ignored. So here's the reality. There's evidence of voter fraud, 100%. I think we have five or six affidavits out of Georgia saying that Democrats and Republicans alike saw these strangely uniform, printed-looking ballots for Biden. It seemed odd. You've got uh, the irregularities in Michigan. You've got the Nevada poll watcher sworn statements. You've got sworn statements from people in Pennsylvania. Ample evidence. Widespread enough to affect the election? I don't know. But I tell you this, when you turn on Fox or you turn on CNN or you turn on NBC, they say no evidence. No evidence. Look at this. Trump targets vote certification in late bid to block Biden. They say getting nowhere in the courts, President Donald Trump's scattershot efforts to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's victory is shifting toward obscure election boards to certify the vote as Trump and his allies seek to upend the electoral process, sow chaos and perpetuate unsubstantiated doubts about the count. The Democrats told us there were errors in every single jurisdiction. I am not. That's in the story. That's 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 their quote. So that's substantiated. Talk about crazy. They go on to talk about the initial refusals. And, you know, as of course, they always say, I don't know if they bring it up in here. Yes, here we go. Here's what they say. The party is also putting pressure on county officials across the state to delay certification, even though there hasn't been any evidence of legitimate questions about the vote tally showing that Biden won in Arizona. So that's specifically referring to Arizona. Notice how they keep saying there hasn't been any evidence. But here's the trick. Any evidence of legitimate questions. You see, what does that mean? What's evidence of a legitimate question? What is evidence of a legit? Now, if you said uh, evidence of voter fraud. Okay. Why didn't they say that? Oh, because maybe there is. What is a legitimate question? Well, it's an opinion, I suppose. So why would you need evidence of a question? If someone asked the question, you'd know they asked the question. You see how they frame things to manipulate? Here's my favorite. Let's do this. 46% of voters say Trump should concede immediately. They say a plurality of voters say Trump should concede the presidential race to president-elect Joe Biden, according to a new Politico Morning Consult poll released Tuesday. Hey, The Hill, Joe Biden is not the president-elect. This is psychotic. You can see they're desperately trying to control you. The president-elect is president-elect when the Electoral College votes for the president-elect. And that hasn't happened yet. There are still many lawsuits happening, and there are still legal proceedings in general, in which case, until Trump concedes or the Electoral College votes for Biden, he is not the president-elect. In past, uh, in past elections, the, the Romney concedes, McCain concedes, and then we say president-elect. Okay, great, because the other guy conceded, so we get it. It's a foregone conclusion. Not right now. 
Trump is going through the legal process, as is his constitutional right. And they're saying he's trying to steal the election because of it. They're saying Joe Biden is the president-elect. Trump, just submit. Why won't you bend your knee? Because Americans have that spirit, that independent spirit that Anthony Fauci so complained about. Did you hear this when he said Americans have an independent spirit, but it's time to do what you're told. These people are the evil empire. You know, they're 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 coming here and telling us to drop to our knees and give them allegiance and just bow. No, that's not how America works. And that's why they hate the Constitution. You can't have your little old great reset, huh? Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, because we have a Constitution and we have we still have some people in this country that are saying, no, we're not going to allow this. It's funny how the Democrats just cave immediately. Build back better, says all of these different politicians are across Europe and the US. Very creepy. Well, I'm sorry. But in this country, we do not just give in to some random appointee saying, do what you're told. And to be fair, they don't even have a majority of people saying Trump should concede. Not that I believe these polls anyway. I'll tell you this. Based on what we saw with a historic seven point margin of failure, I can only imagine that not only do they have a minority, it's probably not 46. Let's just shave off seven points and say 39. And then add those points to the uh, 32 and say 37 to 39, but 12 percent then say you should concede under no, no under no circumstances. And there you go. The majority of people, if we, ac- we accommodate that seven point margin of error because the polls are all broken, if we go by what they say, it's basically split down the middle. And that means some of Joe Biden's own voters think Trump should not concede until he unless he can't prove it. So they're basically saying, OK, Trump, prove it. OK. I agree. Okay, Trump, prove it. Release the Kraken. Prove it exists. I want to see it. Trump thinks he's won. He's withdrawn his lawsuit. And I got to say, I think this may be all part of the plan. I'm not kidding. Uh, Trump was is going to go for an Electoral College certification victory, a, a, a House delegation or something. The states maybe will just appoint their own electors. It won't reach 270 because there'll be a dispute. Some states won't won't send anybody. Supreme Court will say House delegations. Trump wins. Trump can still win this. And I, I tell you this, a week ago, it did not look this good for Trump. It looked like he was desperate and flinging around. Now it's getting better for Trump with this certification issue. It's starting to look really good. I guess we'll see. I, I got to go listen to this press conference, which uh, happened by the time you're watching this, it's already probably happened. But Trump's usually late. So we'll see. But the uh, next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. at YouTube.com slash TimCast. It's a different channel from this one. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then. My friends, we now have hard evidence of widespread voter irregularity. Nuff said, please share this with people when they ask. I will explain it. I will explain it to you and we can go through what's going on. But it is widespread now. So when you hear the media say there's no widespread, tell them you're wrong. Matt Brainerd of the Voter Integrity Fund has been tracking down people, asking simple questions, recording things, getting sworn affidavits. And we have hard data, widespread voter irregularity. The reason I say irregularity and not fraud is that we haven't proven any intent. And we don't know why these things are happening, but something is wrong. First, let me just show you uh, a couple of his tweets, and then we'll go through a, a bit of what's happening right now. Matt Brainerd says, update unreturned absentee analysis complete. 
those whom the state reported sending absentee ballots, but not getting them back. The chart reads as follows. First, the state, the number that did not request an uh, an absentee ballot and the percent of the sample in Arizona, 906 did not request an absentee ballot, but did get one sent to them. 44.2 percent in Georgia, 142 or 18.39% in Michigan, 256 or 24.2%. Pennsylvania, 30, 32.6%, which is 556. Wisconsin, 383, 18.12%. What this means, these are just sample sizes, okay? They grabbed a ran- random sampling of individuals who the state said they sent absentee ballots. They called and asked these people, did you request an absentee ballot? These people said, no, they did not. Somehow they were sent ballots. Now it's important. The state says they did not get them back, which means they weren't being improperly counted. But this is still important. It is a sign of irregularities. I know. Just wait. I have more. Matt says among those who said they did request an AB, uh, an absentee ballot and returned it. But the state did not record getting it back. In Arizona, the sample size was 50%, Georgia 44, Michigan 32, Pennsylvania 41, and Wisconsin 20. My understanding is that these are all Republicans. But even if, even if they're not, think about what this means. Matt Brainerd, the project is, they, they, they got all of this voter data. They started reaching out to people, cross-referencing, they're, they're cross-referencing uh, change of address requests from people in one state and, 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 and who moved from another but still ended up voting according to the, the, the voter profile records. They found at least one individual who went on the record. Many more, by the way, but this one is Nashawn Garrett, who I referenced. He appeared on uh, Laura Ingram's show. He is training to be in the Olympics. He moved from Arizona to Tennessee. They called him and asked him, did you request an absentee ballot for Arizona? He said, no. Did you, you didn't send it in? He said, no. Someone did in his name. So some people believe this is evidence of fraud under the assumption that people are looking for those who moved because of COVID and then using the fact that they're still registered in their other state to send in votes in their name. I don't know if that's the case, but this guy says he did not vote. Now, as for those in this tweet right here from Matt Brainerd, these people, 355 people, if if this is all it is, 355, we got a serious problem. These people requested ballots, sent them back in. And the state did not record getting it back. So were those votes counted? These are sample sizes out of over hundreds of hundred to 200,000 or more more ballots. I'm not convinced 50% of the ballots that were sent were missed, you know, for out of all of them. I don't I don't know what the margin of error is, but I believe based on the data that Matt Brainerd has collected, we absolutely need now some kind of independent audit or verification in these states. This is serious stuff. The important thing to realize, I believe these are all Republican and Republicans were less likely to send in absentee ballots. That means for every 70, you know, for every 100 that came in, 70 went to Biden, 30 went to Trump. It was something like that in many states. It may be that around half of the Republican ballots just never made it where they were going. Based on these sample sizes, it could be 20 percent Wisconsin, 32 in Michigan, but 50 percent in Arizona. These margins are terrifying. We have another analysis from Matt Brainerd, low act analysis, infrequent voters in precincts with high turnout. State says they voted early or absentee, but told us they did not cast a ballot. 
This is the hard evidence that we need to look into. State counts and the percent of sample. In Arizona, 21 people are recorded as having voted when they said they didn't. That's just about 0.94%. In Georgia, 24 people, 0.85. Michigan was 2.8. Nevada, 2.2. Pennsylvania was 0.7. And Wisconsin was 0.6. He says, note, we have audio recordings of all of these calls. We are following up to get declarations, affidavits signed. Someone asked percentage of total sample or infrequent voters. He says total sample who answered the question. In some of these states, we can see that the sample is decently low, but still high enough to potentially impact the results of the election. And that's what's important. Arizona at 0.94 percent, Michigan at 2.8 and Nevada at 2.2. That is massive. That is absolutely massive. This is what you need to show people when they say, is it widespread? These are samples from numerous states showing, yes, I don't know what else to tell you. Widespread voter irregularity. Now that the alarms are going off, we have dozens or hundreds and even thousands of people reporting these things. Don't you think it's about time to launch some kind of formal investigation to figure out what's really going on here? I'm not entirely convinced that it'll actually happen. You know why? Because the Republicans and the Democrats are the uniparty. You see the video of Lindsey Graham fist bumping Kamala Harris. Didn't Lindsey Graham say Trump should fight this? I'm going to donate to Trump's effort to fight this. And then he goes on the on the Senate floor and he fist bumps Kamala Harris, pats her on the back and carries on because it's all just a game to the crony establishment. I would be surprised if they actually did anything, to be honest. You gave them the keys to the castle, they get their paycheck and they say, bye bye. We don't care about the rest of you. From Reuters, Trump's election power play, persuade Republican legislators to do what U.S. voters did not. President Donald Trump's strategy for retaining power despite losing the U.S. election is focused increasingly on persuading Republican legislators to intervene on his behalf in battleground states. Democrat Joe Biden won. Three people familiar with the effort said three people familiar. Sure, I'll just blindly trust that that's the case, but I will point out here's the issue. With Matt Brainerd's analysis, it may not be that Trump is going to them saying, just just steal the election. He may be going to them and saying, look, look at this. Okay, look at these numbers. This doesn't add up. You need to do something about this. It's all about framing and perspective and whose side you're on. The mainstream media clearly is already calling Joe Biden the winner, saying Trump lost. He didn't. This is the craziest thing. We have a constitutional process. Trump is going through that process. And they're claiming that Trump is trying to subvert the Constitution when they are the ones who are actually ignoring the rules of the Constitution. That, to me, is the scariest bit of this. The lies. Rudy Giuliani may be past his prime, may be out of his mind. Many of these people may just be wrong. But we certainly do have evidence. I mean, I just showed you Matt Brainerd's hard data analysis. If the affidavits weren't enough for you because it was only five or six people, how about the hundreds in each of these places? At what point do we say, okay, we have a ridiculous amount of evidence that something is broken. I'm not going to go further than that. I'm just going to impropriety, some kind of broken system. We're not getting that. Instead, the media is just saying Trump is trying to cheat the election. Having so far faced a string of losses in legal cases challenging the November 3rd election results, Trump's lawyers are seeking to enlist fellow Republicans who control legislatures in Michigan and Pennsylvania, which went for Trump in 2016 and Biden in 2020. Now, Rudy Giuliani was asked by a woman at the press conference if 
you know, how, how does he respond to all of these losses? And he says, we haven't actually lost. The woman entered Jackson says over 20, 25. And then Giuliani says, those aren't our lawsuits. The woman just keeps yelling, I guess. The left is convinced that Trump has lost 25 lawsuits. Giuliani says we only have three. Those are other people filing those lawsuits. This is what happens when the media is, is not in, intent on telling you the truth. Maybe Giuliani's wrong. I'm just going to tell you what he said. But they would rather tell you that Trump is a loser because it feeds the ego and the confirmation bias of these individuals. They then hear these stories about Trump losing everything. If Giuliani is saying we only have three lawsuits, however, one of them they actually won in Pennsylvania, well, then Trump is currently winning and he still has active lawsuits. Giuliani even said that he would like to lose because specifically he could then go to the Supreme Court, in which case Trump is on track, as far as I can tell. I hope they look at what Matt Brainerd has pulled up and they look at the hard numbers because he's got more than just this. These are just the latest numbers I've shown that are very strange. But if Trump's team doesn't take that seriously and doesn't present that, then they may be at a loss. They need that evidence. That's the legit evidence. Now, the news organizations are going to ignore it, even though this guy spent a ton of money, done a ton of analysis. The media is going to ignore it because we can tell the media is already lying. They called it for Joe Biden, and they will not want to retract that. Can only imagine what's going to happen if Trump actually ends up finding a legal path to victory. They'll claim he cheated and he stole it. And I wonder what Twitter is going to say. Is Twitter going to say Trump's not the president, even though the state legislatures have certified him to be as such? I don't know. Maybe all this goes away. Maybe Joe Biden gets certified and we can all move on with our lives. Uh, or maybe that just doesn't happen. It feels weird, doesn't it? I can't tell you. But the media's framing of everything is is not correct. It is not correct. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. I'm not a big fan of finding some random leftists ridiculous tweet and then doing a segment about how insane these people are because it's low hanging fruit. There are so many dumb people in general on Twitter. It's easy to pull up tweets from anybody, take them out of context or just insult and smear. In this instance, though, I think we have something very important to discuss. David Atkins is contributor to at monthly. And he says, regional director for California Democrats, elected DNC member. Okay, he's got his pronouns in his bio. And he says, no, seriously, how do you how do you deprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox, Facebook? We have to start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan or the failures of reconstruction in the South. This is not your standard partisan policy disagreement. This is a conspiracy theory fueled belligerent death cult against reality and basic decency. The only actual policy debates of note are happening within the Democratic coalition between left and center left. He says, I know conservatives are upset by some of the responses here. And yeah, many are out of line. But what do you expect people to do in self-preservation? The right has been running four years of F your feelings. My conspiracy theories are valid opinions and we have more guns. He says, you can't run on a civil war footing hopped up on conspiracy theories, hating everyone who lives in cities, mainlining Fox, Breitbart and QAnon, threatening to kidnap governors and shoot protesters without people trying to figure out how to reverse the brainwashing. I mean, for Christ, for Chris's sakes, that's what he said, Chris's sakes, conservatives are literally giving themselves COVID just to own the libs. They're dying in COVID wards, insisting they don't have COVID because it must be a liberal plot. 
People are going to try to figure out how to defend themselves. Talk about unhinged crackpot psychosis from an elected Democrat. Mitch McConnell is a boring old fogey who is not talking about any of this lunacy. I'm sorry. You are a Democrat uh, from the Democratic Party, you say, and you think these crackpot conspiracy theories are real. I'm not talking about deprogramming a person like him, but I will tell you when a crackpot like David Atkins starts calling for post-World War II Germany or Japan or reconstruction because you're the crazy person, we got a serious problem. You would use the power of the state against those who don't live in your crackpot psycho world. Let me just show you how easy it is to break this down. He says, threatening to kidnap governors and shoot protesters right there. David Atkins has just proven he doesn't know what he's talking about. What do you do when the when the crackpot crazy people are the ones who are demanding they're, in fact, the sane ones and then demanding you be put in the asylum? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. The people who threatened to kidnap the governor were not right wing Trump supporters. They did not like Trump. They marched with Black Lives Matter, but they were not leftists. They were fringe conspiracy anarchist types. The conspiracy thing, maybe you got that one right. But this guy thinks because he reads fake news all day that the the lunatics in Michigan who hated Trump and marched with Black Lives Matter for some reason are aligned with Trump and hate Black Lives Matter. These people were more like Boogaloo boys, anarchist, sovereign citizen type individuals, not Trump supporting conservatives who, for the most part, are okay with the power of the state. In fact, one of these guys is a big anarchy flag behind him. That right there shows this guy is a dangerous, misinformed conspiracy lunatic threatening the safety and stability of our nation. And I don't think he should be deprogrammed or put in a camp or anything like that. I think you're allowed to be crazy. Congratulations. You're nuts. You're on Twitter and you're saying insane things. And look at this. 8.7K retweets. 5.4 thousand quote tweets. Probably the quote tweets are from people who are saying this dude's crazy. Now he is. He's not very smart and he's dangerously stupid. But tons of people are actually like agreeing with him. You can see people are, are tagging me in it. One person says, speaking only for my neck of the woods, allowing the Confederacy cult to go this long wasn't helpful. Actual treason shouldn't be a heritage with its own holidays and random statues all over public places. The Confederacy cult. Apparently, this woman doesn't know anything about history and she doesn't know what actual treason is. But seeing the response to this, look, like I said, I'm not normally one to just pull up, you know, random leftist Twitter accounts and then, you know, drag them, I suppose, over stuff like this. But these people responding to this are, are nuts. They're calling for gulags, essentially. One person was like, now I'm beginning to understand why they had gulags. The left has already said, and this was revealed by Project Veritas. One of Bernie's volunteers said something like, when we win, we got to take these people and make them break rocks 12 hours a day so they can understand what it's like to be working class or something like that. I think it's funny that these ivory tower elites, upper middle class progressives are the ones who think it's other people who need to learn how to do work. But I'll tell you, here's the real problem. 
Not whether this guy's right or wrong in terms of what he believes. I mean, it matters that this guy's a crackpot conspiracy theorist who thinks that anarchists, you know, anti-government anarchists are Trump supporters. He can't tell the difference because he lives in fake news world. That's a problem, too. Take a look at this. More than three quarters of Donald Trump's voters say Joe Biden's victory was a fraud, poll finds. First of all, not entirely convinced these polls are real because we saw the historic margin of failure. What I can say, though, is the left can say that the Trump supporters are nuts. And I can say that guy is nuts. OK, I think that guy is nuts saying you got to deprogram 75 million people. and He has no idea what he's talking about. His facts are just wrong. The people who think Trump won, many of them are, you know, they say there's evidence of fraud. I don't think we're that far yet. You know, Sidney Powell is saying Trump won in a landslide. Sorry, I'm not I'm not convinced. Uh, maybe. But show me the evidence. I've seen some evidence. Let's 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 go through this and work through the courts and see what really happens. But I'll tell you this. Two factions. Absolutely. In different realities, they don't agree on what is true and what is not. Clearly, the guy on the left doesn't know what he's talking about, but these people are not just going to disappear. Whether Trump wins or loses, whether Joe Biden becomes president or not, no matter who gets this, and it's probably, I, th- I think it's probably going to be Biden, but we'll see. I mean, Trump's odds have gone up a little bit. His betting odds in Vegas are up by like a point. That's funny. They think he's actually going to win the Electoral College. Or I should say his, it's going up because they think that's the probability. It's not, not that he wins through a coup or through the state legislature or something like that. But these people aren't going away and they do not view each other as the same in, in terms of like the left views the right as insane that needs to be programmed, be deprogrammed. And the right views the left as uh, actually, let me put it this way. The left thinks the Democrat liberals think conservatives are evil. Conservatives think liberals are misguided. That's enough. If the left thinks the conservatives are evil confederates, white supremacists who want to kidnap people because they don't pay attention and they only get their news through the moron box, their, their, their cable news TV, well, then they're going to be grossly misinformed to a dangerous degree. If the people on the right think the left are just uh, misinformed and misguided, they still might not allow the misguided to dictate who the president is going to be. And therein lies the worrying part about all of this. This guy's calling for something extreme. I mean, this guy is calling for deprogramming people. What he's really saying is he's a moron. He doesn't know anything about the news. And he wants you to be as dumb as he is. That's the problem with the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions. Who determines what is true and what isn't? There's a reason why we have free speech and a right to express our ideas so that people like him can't round people up and deprogram them. That is scary. You know, the real issue, in my opinion, is what uh, Michael Malice refers to as the cathedral, to quote him quite a bit because we had him on the show recently. The cathedral. These are people who are effectively, go, you know, believing the nonsense that's espoused to them. And then they go and uh, what is it, preach the good word of their tribe, even though it's not real. It's, it's they don't live in reality. Certainly, there are Trump supporters who I believe also don't live in reality. But for the most part, the moderate right, disaffected liberals are not this zealous bunch of lunatics who want to kidnap people. This guy just doesn't get real information, so he doesn't know better. Well-intentioned, but locked in the matrix, as it were. They say, a new Monmouth poll shows 77% of Donald Trump's voters believe Joe Biden only won the election due to some sort of fraud. The survey also showed that only 11% of Trump voters feel the election was fair and square, and 4% feel the results will be overturned. Only 4%? Wow, that's, that's crazy. A second poll from Reuters Ipsos showed that 52% of Republicans think Trump rightfully won. So clearly we can already see that the polls are all over the place and make no sense. So I'm not necessarily going to trust them. If Monmouth is saying 77 and Reuters is saying 52, the point is, 
What happens when this guy, if Joe, what happens if Joe Biden wins and this, dem, this, this elected Democrat and many of them start calling for commissions and tribunals and deprogramming? Do you think the people on the right are going to be like, well, I guess I'm going to go get deprogrammed down at the old gulag or are they going to be like, come and take it? That's the scary thing. If there's two different realities and the left is increasingly calling for commissions and tribunals and deprogramming of people. Do you think the right is going to sit back and just say okay to this? I don't. And that's what I'm worried about. Destabilization. Could you imagine what will happen if Trump actually reverses things like an actual he actually wins to the legal challenge? That I think would be that would be uh, the powder keg going off. All of this, you know, we're sitting on this powder keg and that's what I truly find to be worrying in the end of all of this. I, I really do feel like no matter who wins. We're going to see something. Something is happening. The air is thick. It's tense. And everybody knows it. You know, rich people have been fleeing to the middle of nowhere for quite some time. I wonder what they know that everyone else doesn't. I'll tell you this. I also fled to the middle of nowhere. Sort of. Um, you know, we're building out stuff we want to expand. And it was, oppor- it, was, it, was, it was opportune, to say the least. But I definitely went to the middle of nowhere for the election period. Because I don't want to be around in case who knows what happens. So you know what I know, and maybe these other rich people know the same thing. They just have the means to prepare. I hope you've gotten ready for something. I don't know. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around, and I will see you all shortly. The Democrats' bloodletting is just getting started, says Washington Examiner Editor-in-Chief Hugo Gerdon. And uh, I agree. The Democrats are a tainted brand that are falling apart. And no matter what happens with Trump or with Biden, that's a fact. The funny thing about today, this this poll came out, whether the poll's true, it said 46% of people think Trump should concede right now. 46? That's uh, not the majority. It is the plurality, but not the majority. Not that I necessarily trust the polls, but it shows that even some Democrats think Trump should not concede because the Democratic brand is garbage. This says to me, and this is just speculation, that there are some people who voted against Trump, but they don't really hate him. And so when they saw evidence of fraud, they were like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have voted for Biden. Maybe Trump should challenge this because they're willing to give Trump a chance. I bet there's a lot of middle of the road voters who are like, you know, Trump has done great things. But man, is he a bad character? And then Joe Biden, I guess Joe Biden. Now they see these these fraud accusations coming out and they're like, maybe Trump should. You know, that shows me the Democrats, they don't have that kind of uh, the brand is dead. I'll put it that way. But let me show you the actual big, the bigger hit, the bigger story. Former Minnesota Democratic leader quits the party once again. And you've seen many stories like this because I cover them when they happen from the Hill. Two senior Minnesota Democratic state senators abruptly quit the party after it failed to win seats necessary to reclaim the majority in this month's elections. State Senator Tom Back and Dave Tomasoni both said they would leave the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, the state's version of the Democratic Party, to form a new independent caucus with the upper chamber. In a statement Wednesday, the two said their goal was to create a more bipartisan, moderate atmosphere. That's right. The Democrats have gone far left. They've lost the plot. And now regular working people are like, bye-bye. Quote, I'm very disappointed by the extreme partisanship going on nationally and right here in Minnesota. Both political parties are to blame. The constant negative and sharp rhetoric is undermining voters' confidence in our public institutions, Back said in a statement. It doesn't have to stay this way. 
Back's exit is especially surprising because he is a former leader of the Senate DFL caucus. Back won election as minority leader in 2011, then served as majority leader until Republicans reclaimed control of the state, the state Senate in 2017. Their exits illustrate a long moving evolution in Minnesota politics as Democrats lose ground in the Iron Range for generations an ancestral Democratic bastion of union members working the mines and gain ground in formerly Republican suburbs around the Twin Cities area. In 2018, Democrats picked up two Republican-held U.S. House seats in the Twin City suburbs, while Republicans captured two Democratic seats, one in the Iron Range and one in the southern, more rural Minnesota. In 2020, Republicans added another prize when they finally ousted Rep. Colin Peterson, in a heavily agricultural district that borders the Dakotas. I'm actually sad to hear it. He was a conservative Democrat. We need that party overlap, but unfortunately, people don't want to play those games anymore. But take a look at this. The Democrats are making gains in formerly Republican suburbs. This is the great flippening of the parties. I grew up, I was you know, center left independent. Now some weird flip switch is happening. and I don't know what's going on. They're calling me right wing. And I'm like, sure, I guess whatever. The Democrats are nuts. The Democrats are the moral authoritarian managerial elites. They don't represent working people and they don't represent regular people's ideas of what American life is. They go around saying Latinx and and Latinos don't even like the term. They're mostly white and they claim to represent minorities. Donald Trump lost support among white voters and gained massive support among minorities. What? That's what happened. They say, both Back and T- Thomasoni represent districts in the Iron Range. Democratic sources said their departure may have been foretold when Back lost a challenge for his leadership role to State Senator Susan Kent earlier this year. Kent represents Woodbury, a suburb of St. Paul. There come the managerial elites. In a statement, State Sen- Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka, Republican, welcomed the two former Democrats. Quote, There is usually more that brings us together than drives us apart, and I know we will find ways to advance issues important to Minnesotans, Gazalka said. He told KSTP reporter Tom Hauser that the two senators would be appointed to chair prominent committees. Kent, the Democratic minority leader, said her party appreciated Bax and Thomasoni's service. The Senate DFL caucus includes a broad spectrum of views, especially as the only Senate caucus with members from urban, suburban, and greater Minnesota communities. But it does not stretch as far as those who wish to function outside of our values as a caucus. The defections come after Democrats fell short of winning back control of the Minnesota State Senate, one of the party's top targets in November's national elections. The Democrats are bleeding. Their party is falling apart. The examiner writes, Democrats won the presidency and held the House by margins so slim they make Weight Watchers proud. And the betting is they'll fail to capture the Senate from Republicans. Well, we don't know if Joe Biden actually won just yet, to be fair. But the House, yeah, they lost a ton of seats and barely managed to hold on to it, which is going to give moderates a ton of power over the far left because they can work with Republicans and offer up Republicans. Look, look at it this way. If a Republican comes to a Democrat and says, we want some kind of reasoned approach to health care and the far left goes Medicare for all abolish private health care in these moderate districts, the Democrats going to be like, I'm not going to vote for that. They're going to get mad at me. So this could be good. It could bring back bipartisanship and bring back some overlap between the two parties. The problem, though, is you got the far left pulling as hard as possible. I don't know if Joe Biden's going to actually win or not, but I think that might be good 
in some ways, but I'm not enthused because a Joe Biden presidency means Wall Street bankers, massive corporations. Sure, there might be establishment bipartisanship, but it's not what this country needs. Donald Trump is probably the better uh, the better choice for a lot of reasons. If we can get our troops out of the Middle East, we can end these wars, but we'll see how that plays out. As for the Democrats, they're in serious trouble. He says, Hugo says, why did they fall so short of the landslide they expected? Polls were outlandishly inaccurate, but pointing at them is like blaming a faulty thermometer for a grim, chilly day, which is especially obtuse when you learned it was broken four years ago. The real reason Democrats lost ground is that voters hate their policies on raising taxes, ending fracking, opening borders and other matters, as pollster Mark Penn pointed out in The Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust the polls, okay? I tell you this. Regular people want to be left alone for the most part. Not only that, a ton of people went out and bought guns because of the riots, and they don't want to defund the police. The progressive agenda is off-putting in many, many ways. Now, I'd be, look, if you go to someone and say something like, do you think we should have universal health care? They'll probably say like, yeah, that'd, that'd be a good thing. If you go to them and say, should we abolish private health insurance? They're going to say, I don't know about all that. Take away people's health insurance for what? It's very difficult to poll accurately. That's true. And typically you'll see progressives say something like, do you believe that there should be, you know, a taxpayer funded universal health care system to make sure that people don't go bankrupt? And they'll say, oh, of course. And then if somebody wants to frame it another way, they'll say something like, do you think people should be taxed to pay for health care for those who are unwilling to work? And they'll say no. You can frame those questions in certain ways. So it's difficult. I think you'll see from conservatives and progressives, they'll frame questions to get the answers they want. However, when it comes to the left, I think they're more likely to lie about it. I know, I know the Republicans are supposed to be the liars, but that's not really the, the way it is, you know, the way it is today. Granted, most of the Republicans are liars. They're rhinos. They're not really Republicans who care about values. Neither are the Democrats. We don't really have good politicians. Anyway, I digress. The Democrats are collapsing because they're garbage. Okay. I remember when the Green New Deal was being pushed and I supported it. Yep. You're probably saying, whoa, Tim, what? Hear me out. The first draft idea, the elevator pitch for the Green New Deal was allocate government funds to incentivize green technologies and create jobs. And I said, I dig it. I absolutely love the idea. We, we have money in the coffers. We got a bloated military budget. Let's bring those troops on home and then create programs, maybe even through the military, to incentivize research in better energy technologies, maybe nuclear energy. And, uh, you know, then we can hire on civilian contractors or maybe we do investments into companies. Sounds like a great idea. I know Solyndra kind of fell apart and that was a big mistake, but you got, we, we, we need better scrutiny for how we do it. Maybe that wasn't the right way to do it. But on the surface, the idea sounds great. You know why? It's simple. It's not about saving the planet for the most part. I do like the idea of saving the planet and environmentalism, but I also like the idea of energy independence to strengthen this country. That was the idea. And I said, awesome. And then what happened? AOC dropped the document and it was like, you know, POC need a leg up and so they should get free college and we should have universal health care. And I was like, wait, 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 what does that have to do with the environment? If you start mass producing, you know, uh, uh, products to, to make sure everybody gets access to health care, if you start building massive buildings all over the place for to give university to everybody, you're going to dramatically increase carbon emissions. These people lost the plot. All right. I'm sitting here all reasonable about it. Like I'm actually in favor of universal health care and a Green New Deal. 
And then what they propose is, and we're also going to ban private health insurance. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that because we should have base level care for like if you break your hand. And then if you have very serious ailments, you're going to need insurance for that. That balance makes a ton of sense. Then kids who get the flu don't die. Someone who's got diabetes and needs insulin can actually get it. We can lower the cost of the of insulin and EpiPens and things like that. That's the solution, right? At least for now. However, I don't know if we can actually get there. But for me, I'm absolutely in favor of that system. But they come out and they say uh, uh, ban private uh, uh, insurance. Why? That's ridiculous. They come out and say, we want to get rid of farting cows and planes. And I'm like, you guys are nuts. It's like they don't want me to support them. Dude, I would love if the system right now was you get sick, you go to the hospital, you're good. Unfortunately, we have a very complicated and massive healthcare system that makes up like a sixth of the economy that we can't just flip a switch. Bernie Sanders said outright, it would be like two to four million jobs lost. So I don't know how you get there. That's the challenge. It'd be great. Don't know how you can get there. I'm not a laissez-faire capitalist guy. I lean left on a lot of issues. Doesn't matter. I'm right wing because the Democrats are crazy, right? Sorry. The Democrats are effing crazy. I think most people realize it by now. Well, maybe not because, <laughs> well, no, 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 I think so. Yeah, I think I think they do based on the fact that the Democrats are losing across the board, but and the fact that they're quitting their own party and whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then.